Oh, hola, como estas? Muy bien, y tú? My name is Philip Dixon, and this is Traveling Hoopers Podcast. I am not the actual host. I am a standing host until our bum of a host actually makes his way here. Um, but until then, I am Philip Dixon, as I mentioned earlier, and with us we have our other co-host. Calvin McGowan. Come I don't have I don't have much to add. You you don't have much to say after that? No, not right now. Shout out shout out your HBCU. Uh oh, Florida AM. There you go. Florida AM HBCU. Me, Fisk University. We weren't hopping on these bandwagons people are hopping on now. We trendsetters out here in this culture, you feel me? So yeah, this is Traveling Hoopers Podcast. Um, your favorite basketball podcast now and forever. Uh, and today we are going to start off with talking about the obvious, the scrimmages, the scrimmages that, you know, if you've been watching, they seem a little, <sighs> a little Yanish, right? Not Yanis, Yanish, because uh, there's no crowds. You know, NBA players are separated, uh, socially distanced, I should say, in their benches. But, you know, it's essentially a scrimmage. You know, coaches are trying to find out rotations. They're trying to, you know, uh, players are trying to get their, their, their game legs up under them, but not too much because they don't want to compromise themselves. So, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a preseason. Uh, Calvin, have you watched any of them? Have you heard or have you had, heard any storylines? Let's say that. Um, I did, I, well, I haven't watched any, uh, NBA games. I caught a WNBA game, but, like, as far as the NBA, I caught with, like, I guess Bowl Bowl is good to play, and he did pretty solid in the scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I haven't just seen it, but, like, at last check, I, I don't, I, I maintain that I don't really like how he plays basketball, but that he's pretty good at what he does. So, <laughs> I mean... I respect that because I also agree, but I'm also going to be biased in his direction because he's from Kansas City. But, uh, yeah, Bobo had two games. The first was against, I think, the Washington Wizards, who aren't even playing with Bradley Beal or John Wall. Um, so, like, take that stat line as it will. Um, and then the second game, they played the Pelicans, and... He scored, like, 15 points, two blocks, whatever it is. But he shot, like, four for, like, 16 or something like that. So, like, people didn't bring out, like, the percentages, right? His percentages, the percentage was not that bad against the Wizards. But with Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball and, you know, these dudes DNM him up the second game, his percentage dropped significantly uh, because, yes, he's 7'2". But he's still is shooting fadeaway jumpers. I think they said he weighs two twenty, and he's seven two, which is nothing. He's super skinny. Yeah, I think Jokic probably lost two twenty this offseason. Like, uh, like, like he's so skinny, and I don't want to call him fragile because he's he doesn't have a history of being hurt. Besides that one time in Oregon, which uh, mm-hmm. so like if you're hurt one time, I can say you're like injury prone, but. He's playing with the big boys now. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. we're going to see if his bike can hold up because this guy is skinny. Like, I saw him in, I saw him in real life. 
in this past year at some point. Uh, he came to, I don't know, he was at the University of Kansas. He was just, like, watching us play basketball or whatever. And my ankle is probably his thigh. I was like, this guy is so skinny, it's wild. So for him to be going up against guys like LeBron, <laughs> you know, like these like these stocky big dudes, I'm, I'm like, let's see how this works out. Let's see how this works out. Uh, but the Nuggets lineup, gigantic. Like truly, truly gigantic. Like they didn't have Murray out there, but they had Bobo at 6'2", or Bobo at 7'2". Jokic at seven foot, Paul Millsap at Paul Millsap at six seven, six seven six eight, and like that was like they had it was it was a gimmick. They had Jokic listed as as the point guard, and then they had Bobo listed as like the small four or something like that. But like they were genuine. And, oh, and they had Mason Plumlee out there too, who was like six eight six nine. I was like, they're not athletic. Or they're like fairly athletic, but like lengthwise, they are gigantic. They make the Lakers look small. The Lakers are gigantic themselves. It was it was impressive to see. But when they played the Washington Wizards the first game, the Washington Wizards, you know, did their thing. Or the Washington Wizards got blown out. <laughs> That's what it was. The Washington Wizards wow. got blown out, obviously. Second game they played like a contending eight seed team. If Zion would have played the whole year, there would they would have been like a four or five seed. But the Pelicans and the Pelicans whooped them to sleep. It was very eye-opening. Uh, so let's not follow track with these these uh, these quotables by ESPN and Fox Sports News. Like, but also Javante Murray was not playing. So, so like for the Nuggets, do you know who all has decided not to participate in all this? I. Murray's going to play. Okay. I have not heard anything about Michael Porter Jr. Okay. And that's like their X factor. In my opinion, that's like the X factor of that team, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But he hasn't played from what I've seen. So I'm not sure what his, his status is at all. Like, I haven't, I didn't Google it. I didn't look it up. But I have no idea. Maybe you can right now. But people were saying Michael Porter Jr. was an X factor, you know, the entire first, well, I guess it was first three-fourths of the season, whatever, before the pandemic started. And I have not heard a lick about him uh, since uh, this whole quarantine thing started. So I am not sure because he is. Because, like, imagine you put a lineup out there of Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull, Yannick, uh, Paul Millsap, and Murray. Uh, that would be kind of wild. It would be wild, right? It would, it would definitely be yeah. wild. They... They um, they just have unconventional big men. Like, big men who can just, like, shoot threes, pass really well, and dribble. Which is, like, they, I don't think they could guard nobody. <laughs> like, I, like, I think that's just, like, a last-ditch effort. Like, I'm, I'm positive that team could guard nobody. But that'd be a spectacle. Like, it would win many games, but it would be fun to watch. Yeah, but, like, the Nuggets are on the crisp. The crisp? Or the cusp? That's what I meant. The Nuggets are on the cusp of... Uh, the Nuggets are on the cusp of, like, doing really, really, really well. So, like, they don't need fogs and gimmicks and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But, uh, 
but I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think they'll ever win a championship, even with like the promising talent they have. How come? I don't know. You you know you you know sometimes you just get gut feelings about things. Like yeah. If I look okay, it's so like, would you rather have their young core, or would you rather have the Pelicans' young core? Like my gut says the Pelicans, but like they're but like that's acting like the young core for the Nuggets isn't actually fairly impressive in its own right. But like I mean, it's it's impressive, but like. I don't, like, in comparison to other cores, I'm not quite sure, like, they have the potential to lead up at anything, right? So, like, right. Y- we all know Yonich is going to, is really, 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 really good, right? We all, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We know he's really, really good. Um, right. Murray is also really, really good. But Murray is just, like, a really good defender, a good passer, and, like, a good scorer. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's a good, def- like, but, like, okay, so, like, okay, I guess it'd be like this. Would you rather have Jokic or would you rather have Zion? I'd probably, I'd personally probably, like, I'm, I'm, like, trying to build a team from the ground up. Yeah. Then, like, I would probably go with Zion. But, like, if I'm just more trying to tailor a team to the kind of way I would, in general, like to play, because I, like, you know, good, very good passing and all that, I might pick Jokic. But if it's just like, all right, you started from the ground, you got nothing, you, you pick Zion. Okay. Would you rather have Brandon Ingram or would you rather have Bull Bull or Michael Porter Jr.? I'd probably rather Bull Bull or Michael Porter Jr., personally. But w- okay, but would you rather have Bull Bull then instead of Brandon Ingram? Probably not. Okay. Would you rather have Murray more than Lonzo Ball? No. No, I'd rather have Lonzo. It's, 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 like, it's like, if you break it down person by person, like, it doesn't seem, like, the, like the most, like, the closest in my eyes, and, like, from what I'm hearing from you, would be Jokic and Zion, right? Yeah. Because Bobo... Like, Brennan Ingram scored 24-point-some-odd points a game. Uh, I don't know if Bobo will ever get there. He might be a solid 18, but mid-20s, no. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I may be wrong. I may be completely wrong, but I don't see it happening. I feel like a lot of his success is going to depend on whether or not he can put some weight on Mm, and stay healthy just so that, like, he can start, like, like maintaining his spot and like not just like it'd be I'd imagine it's fairly easy to bully him right now basically so yeah he was he's like let's just say this when you're 7-2 should you I get Drew Holiday's a good defender a great defender but when mm-hmm. you're 7-2 and Drew Holiday is what 6-5 6-4 should you be doing fadeaway turnaround jump shots like your Michael Jordan on Drew Holiday at 7-2? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No. So, like, you're, like, 110% right when you say, like, it all depends on if he puts on weight. Because if he puts on weight, his game is going to change somewhat. 
like it doesn't need to change a lot. Like he he can still dribble, he can still shoot threes, whatever it is. But I don't like I don't know. Would you rather have Vobel or Porzingis? Or Porzingis? Yes. Um hmm. Like if okay, I'm trying to imagine. Like if they were both just coming to the league, I'd pro- I would probably go with Porzingis. But like I said, a lot is probably like I I don't like like from what I watched the bowl bowl in college, I I didn't like his game. Mm. It's like you're seven two or however tall he is, like what seven three something. But like <laughs> you like you don't. I feel I felt like he didn't like get rebounds like he should have. Granted. Mm. Like, the numbers looked all right, but, it's like, he wasn't putting... Like, he probably could have gotten more if he actually tried. I'm also confused why people will let a 7-foot-3 dude dribble down the floor and not just, like, run up under him and take the ball and leave. But, granted, like, he's he's actually a pretty good passer. See, and I then, think that, like, one scrimmage... Let's say I think one scrimmages are over. Which is Thursday. Yeah, the Pelicans play Thursday. Or Wednesday or Thursday, one of the two. When, when the scrimmages are over and people are actually going to be playing for something, I think he's going to get... You're, you're going to truly see. Because, like, any team that's playing right now is playing for something. And you're going to truly see just what Bobo was made of. Because if you're not already in the playoffs, you're playing for a playoff seed. Or you're an eighth seed who's playing for something. I haven't seen their schedule. Actually, do you mind looking up their schedule uh, for uh, the Nuggets? Yeah, the Nuggets schedule, because that really, depending on who they play, really depends on. Like, if you play the Clippers, out. That's I don't I don't see like Montrez Harold like letting Bobo do a thing <laughs> like a lot of you that dog like. All right, all right so. Um... This is all right. So they, I guess they start playing Saturday. The first game is with the Heat. Um, Wait, who's, this, who will be guarding him for the Heat? That would that would be that would be dogs like the Heat got dogs. Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. They got uh, who they got? Jimmy Butler. They got uh, Hero. They got uh, none. Um, they have Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside's not there anymore, is he? I thought he was. No, Hawassan Wasai plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, my bad then. I'm not sure who they have. Uh, wait, don't they have Bam out of bio? Yes. I believe. Actually, the yeah. more I say it out loud, the less confident I am in that. <laughs> I'll get a lot of you. Yeah, he's with the Heat. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, the Heat got some dogs. All right, who else do they play next? Um, the Thunder. The Thunder... The Thunder have somehow become a four or five, seventeen, whatever they are, and I don't foresee them that changing. Because, oh, imagine Bobo going against Stephen Adams. He's he's gonna get bullied the entire game. The entire Stephen Adams is a like he's like the strongest guy in the league. Like he'd bully Bobo on accident. <laughs> he'd leave a bump into him, and Bobo would go flying. Like, that's a big guy to go flying like that. So, like, Steven Adams, I say, yeah, the, the, the Thunder got dogs, too, because as soon as he puts them on the floor, we know Chris Paul's trying to eat that up. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, Chris Paul, 
Um, even what's the, what's the name? He comes off the bench, played for Atlanta with the blind patch. Um, he I, played for Atlanta. He played for Atlanta. Had a blind patch. He's a backup point guard. I can't remember. Um. Oh, um, I know you're talking about. Dang it! Why can't I remember his name right now? Yeah, I'm not. Because I like I'm drawing, him. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, uh, he's been there for like the last like, season and a half. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a couple. He's he's been in the league a couple years. Blind patch. Is, is I think he's from like Germany. Uh, I think he's from like Germany. I, yeah. I, I can't remember yeah, his name for the life of me. I know exactly who you're talking about. He don't got a bomb patch anymore, but he's also eating him up when he dribbles a ball. Um, and they have a lot of good young guys also. Like like the young guys who are like you know Chris Paul's leading them, so Chris Paul's gonna be dig at him. Who are still the well you know classic Chris Paul and that mm-hmm. doesn't win championships, but he'll uh, he'll he'll he'll. As a leader, go get into your guts. You know what I mean? Like he'll really dig into you as a leader, but he'll never win a championship. That's actually something I've I I don't understand now as I think about it. What? Like, Chris Paul, like somehow just never winning a championship or what have you. Not that it, I mean, like it's very possible he ends his career without it, but it's just like he's an amazing passer, a good scorer, and like so long as you're on the court, he like. He'll, he'd slit your throat to get the ball. I've always thought of it as, one, I keep hearing comments. I've always heard comments. Of people don't, that his teammates don't like him. Like, no matter where he goes, his teammates really don't like him. That's what I kept hearing. The narrative, especially with the Clippers, that was like a strong narrative, right? Um, two, he's too, in my opinion, he's too ball dominant. So the ball goes through him at all times, all times, all times, going through him. The only person that can make it make it to a championship and possibly win a championship like that is LeBron. Chris Paul has the heart of LeBron. Honestly, Chris Paul has more heart than LeBron, but he's not built like LeBron. So that's why he has that kind of heart, but at the end of the season, he's always broken. So this gap here, this is this gap, this uh this pause to the season might be the best thing for Chris Paul because he survived the season. And now he's in the playoff, he's not hurt, right? Because, you know, the, when, he, when he played for the Clippers, he would always get hurt. Um, um, he would always have these nagging injuries. So, honestly, this pause in play might have been the best thing for Chris Paul. Uh, but, yeah, I think Chris Paul's too dom- too ball-dominant for what he – for the type of player he is. Like, that's not winning championships. Like, think of the last couple teams who've won championships. They're not ball-dominant teams, right? So, like – right. Besides LeBron, but LeBron could bounce things off of Kyrie and then Kyrie do his thing, right? LeBron's not a ball dominant. He passes the ball. Oh, that's a lie. He is ball dominant. But he's a, he's once again, he's LeBron. You can't compare nobody to LeBron. I, I feel like LeBron is ball dominant more so just because he just kind of accepted the fact I'm the best player on the planet and kind of have to play like that to win. And, like, he's spent his career in a lot of cases carrying teams. Yeah, and, like, he... LeBron stays. He's chasing. He's chasing rings and stats, and to chase ring and stats, you gotta be ball dominant. Um, and uh, so like that, the Spurs, not ball dominant. Well, the, I'm just, they're also the team that uh, the Nuggets play after the Thunder. The Spurs are. Yep. But I looked it up. But I was like, got curious about like t- players who aren't gonna be in the bubble. They don't have Aldridge. Mm. Yeah, they don't have Aldridge, but who do they have? They have Jody, not Jody Meeks. They have Patty Mills. 
They have DeMar DeRozan. They have solid big men who solid big men who are always in constant rotation because they really don't care who their big man is after Tim Duncan. Uh, like they they don't care. Um, and then they have that one light skin dude, White or whatever his name is. Uh, Derek White. Yeah, they have him. Uh, so like. That that the Spurs they don't worry me for the Nuggets they don't worry me for the Nuggets I feel like Bo Bo could get his could get his rocks off for the with with the uh, with the, against the Spurs who do they play after that uh, the Trailblazers oh no it's a wrap <laughs> I'm sorry that's a wrap like he'd either be guarding Carmelo Anthony or he'd be guarding Mir 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 the the big man Miritich or Whiteside. Or Whiteside. No, he's going to get his... No. Sorry. Sorry. That's a bad matchup. And then, for guards, if he has switched off anybody, he's guarding CJ or Day. That's uh, uh, over. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a wrap. All right, who's, who's after that? Um, The Jazz. Who are good the, at... the player of the year, man. Hmm? Rudy Gobert, he's the player of the year. I don't I... like Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is a... I don't like him as a player, but he does fine. But I think he, actually the whole team is pretty soft besides Rudy Gobert. Like he, what's that Australian dude they got on the team? Lefty. Uh, Exum. No, Wait, no, he's not he's still on white, the team. White, white, white dude. White dude. Um, Bogdanovich. Uh, hold no. on. Wait, let me just. He's. Um. um I can't remember his name, but they have an Australian dude on their team. And he is this white dude, shoots threes. Like, their whole team is like, okay, I feel like the Spurs and the Jazz are bull bulls. Joe Inglis? Yes, there you go. Joe Inglis. I think the so far, the Spurs and the Jazz are bull bulls saving grace. All right, so who's next after that? Lakers. I mean, do I got to say anything? Like I said, do I got to say anything? Like, uh, who would it, who would he be guarding, or who would be guarding him? So let's say if he's power forward, he's getting guarded by Anthony Davis, which is come on now. And then if he's small forward, he getting guarded by LeBron. So <laughs> sorry, Bobo, but it's a wrap for you for that game, unless they like sit out because they're not playing for anything. Um. Then after that's the Clippers. Once again. He'd be guarded by Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, which are that's even harder to, to that's, that's even harder to uh to go up against than the Lakers or Montrez Harold. <laughs> like I forgot all of them were on the Clippers. That's rough. Um, and if he dribbles the ball, he got Patrick Beverly getting the ball in him. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, you can have a rough time with that, Bobo. All right, not, is that, they, I think the next game should be the last game, right? The the last one they have on here is the Nuggets Raptors game. Raptors are good. Um, who's this? What's the guy's name? Spicy P. Uh, Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. He don't play great defense, but he's playing like really good offense. 
So, like, I think Bobo is fine on that one. Uh, Marcus All, he's there, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus All, I mean, maybe if this was 10 years ago, but right now, no. Uh, I think Bobo's going to be fine with that one also. Um, so, yeah, Bobo's, well, look, we'll have a clear indication because he's playing some of the weaker teams, but he's also playing not some of, but the strongest teams in the playoffs. So we'll see. What I really want to see is him play against uh, Giannis. So something I was thinking about when we started this is like I'm in like looking at the schedule. Part of me is a little bit glad that they're not playing Memphis, just because I feel like the way some dudes are set up in Bowl Bowl might be is that you know how like dudes just like want to block stuff. Yeah. And like. I feel like he'd try and do that on John Morant, and one of them would get hurt. I see that. John Morant worries me. Can can you pull up the Memphis uh, schedule? John Morant worries me because John Morant reminds me of the recklessness of a young Derrick Rose. Like, just how there's, like, no, like, if, ands, or buts when it comes to going to the rim or jumping over people or trying to dunk on somebody or just whatever, right? Awkward landings, all that kind of stuff. He reminds me of young Derrick Rose. So as I like John Morant, and I I like his game, I'm worried about John Morant. Because we've seen the young, reckless, athletic guard co go to the rim, who's not, you know, stocky, right? He's not a big guy. So we've seen that, like, narrative before, and now it got me worried. Because we missed like, that. Say it again. But and like for what it's worth though, didn't um, Rose play for what Thibodeau? I think was coach somehow at the time? had a job again. Yeah. Who like has a tendency to run his players, his starters into the ground? Yeah, that's very true. So like that probably didn't help. No, it didn't help. He literally broke the Windy City legend. Like, how do you break? an all-generational talent to the fact that you, like, after that Tom Thibodeau should never have a job at NBA again. But he just signed a five-year contract for the Knicks. I mean, it's a very Knicks decision to make, though. That was a very accurate statement. That was a very accurate statement. It's a very Knicks decision. But I'm just like, dog, like, there's a reason why he got sent out of Minnesota. Like, just go somewhere and be a defensive coach. Like, just like you were for the Celtics when we won a championship. Like, you don't need to be a head coach. Like, I used to like, I used to be a Tom Thibodeau advocate. But then, like, I'm like, started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, no, I can't advocate for somebody like you because you over here getting dudes injured. Joke, Derrick Rose is never the same after, after, after uh, he was with you. Uh, Joakim Noel was never the same after he left you. You know what I mean? Like, he really be breaking down dudes. I mean, in fairness, I think Jimmy Butler made it out okay, but he wasn't the workhorse at the time, so... Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler... Also, Jimmy Butler played for Tom Thibodeau for probably, like, three seasons. Two seasons, something like that. It wasn't that much before Tom Thibodeau had to get to step in, had to dip on out, you know what I mean? But, like... Because, yeah, Jimmy Butler, when they were... Jimmy Butler had started being on the come up that season when it was 
Joaquin Noah and Nate Robinson really killing it. And then Gene Butler was also doing his thing that season, right? And then after that season was when, like, he started to, like, you know, rise to... He's not really a star. He's more... He's kind of a... Yeah, I'll, he's not a superstar he, for sure. He's a star, I guess. But uh, he's already rise to that occasion, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm just like... I, I'm also not a Gene Butler fan, actually. Uh, how come? Jimmy Butler thinks he's LeBron, but he's not. Like... Jim Butler has the thought process of somebody who thinks he's Kobe, but is not Kobe. Like, Jimmy Butler can't be your number one and you win a championship. Jimmy Butler can't be your number two when you win a championship. Number three, I'll say yes. But he can't be your top two player for you win a championship. Do not feel compelled to, like, look up his stuff. Like, um... like... If you look at the number threes of, like, the big threes that have, like, come to fruition in the last, let's just give it a decade. Let's say 2008, right, since the big three became, like, a more prominent thing. He can't, he, like, look at the number, look at the first two options of championship winning teams. We got Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Is he as good as any of them? No. We've got... Clay, we got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Is he as good as any of them? No. We've got, uh, we've got the Spurs are an anomaly because the Spurs had like even distribution amongst everybody. You know what I mean? Like the Spurs were like yeah, but they still had like Hall of Fame players though. Yeah, they were Hall of Fame players, but like they were like it was like Hall of Fame distribution amongst you know the starting line. Oh yeah, whatever. Oh yeah, and and randomly Borstiao. Um. But then, uh, is he better than? But then you got to go to the Raptors. Is he better than Kawhi? He, if Kawhi is target, G. Butler is always like. Wow. Okay. I mean, I kind of want to. I kind of like. You kind of just made me want to like. I don't know if um, he's he's. Playing the Clippers, but you kind of made me want to see that game now. J- just, just to watch them go at it. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't think. I. Yeah, I don't think so. I like. Would you rather have Jimmy Butler or Paul George? Paul George, right? Like, as, as a player, I'd rather have Paul George. Is just as a presence in the locker room. I feel like I'd rather have Butler. Present. Jimmy Butler is known to break locker rooms, not build them up. <laughs> like, like. Like it is, but like he establishes a very, what's the phrase? I think people use like a workmanlike mentality. Like he, like you have to, like that mentality. Like he's, he's. I'll put it like this: he's prob- probably part of why he's good for Miami is that they have young dudes, and he establishes that you have to earn everything. But you could say the complete opposite from when he was in Minnesota. They had a I think he tried to do that in Minnesota, and, like, they they, they just, yeah. It, yeah, he tried to do that, but then, you know, Carlton Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and, like, it turned into a whole uh, debacle, right, of Jimmy Butler just trying to embarrass these dudes. But, like, I get I get you, I get that mentality if you're Kobe. Not if you're Jimmy Butler, right? I, I get what you're trying to do, but, like, it's not, like, no one's talking about Miami winning a championship this year. 
People are even talking about them leaving the East this year, right? People are talking, like, can they beat Philadelphia? Maybe. But they're not beating Milwaukee. Like, like they're not beating Milwaukee. So, like, yeah, he is a number one option this year. But, like, has he ever taken, like, at least Paul George has been to the Eastern Conference Finals and got knocked out by LeBron. What has Jimmy Butler done on a team where he's a number one? When he was with the Bulls, Derrick Rose was the number one when he was uh, not, not hurt. Um, and then you could, get, you could make an argument that the offense got ran through uh, Joaquin Noah more than it got ran through Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler was playing off of Joaquin Noah. Uh, so you could make that argument also. So then he leaves and goes to Minnesota. Trash, right? And then he's a trash, whatever it is. I, in, in fairness, I don't think that's entirely on him, though. Oh, oh it's, it's not. But I'm just going through his own personal timeline. Then, you go, when then he goes to Philadelphia, oh. right? That was next. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia did good, but they didn't get the first round. <laughs> so, like, they were a good team, but didn't get the first round. Is, is it their fault they ran to the cyborg, uh, the amandable claw, Kawhi Leonard? No, it's not their fault, but it's what happened. And all of a sudden, they did get, they get on the first round. And all of a sudden, he leaves again and goes to Miami. And he's not going to win a championship there as number one. But, like, Jimmy Butler, I don't think he has a mentality to be a number three. He only has a mentality to be a number one. But for him to be a number one, they're not going to win a championship, if that, if that makes sense, in my opinion. I don't know. I feel like he's the type of player where, like, you could probably talk him into being, like, the number three option. But, like, he's also probably still in charge of, like, the locker room, if that makes sense. Or in charge, like... He's he's team leader. Do you think that he believes that? Do you think that he's the kind of person that would probably believe that he audibly has to be the worst of the big three to be the number three? Like it can't even be. Our- I mean, nobody is nobody as good as he is believes that that, that they that they've got to be the number three. If he was a, in a, if he was with the Clippers right now, let's say for instance he was with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he would be okay with that? Because in my mind, he hasn't proven that he would not be okay with it. You feel like he's proven that he would not be okay with it? I mean, I messed it up. Uh, I meant he would be okay with it. But he, uh. in my mind, he hasn't done anything that says he would be okay with taking that backseat. That's fair. Um... But, like, I I feel like at a certain point, or, like, I would like to think at a certain point with with a player like Jimmy Butler, he's, like, ab- above everything else I'd, I'd like to win. And so if you can convince him that it's going to help him win or get a ring, he'll at least try it out. Yeah, hold on. I don't – I want to give Jimmy Butler the benefit of the doubt just because he's a black man in America, and I'm going to give them all benefits of the doubt. Like – I want to get a bit of a doubt of, like, a mentality of that, right? But I'm not sure, like, the closest I can think of was when he was with uh, Philadelphia. He was with Philadelphia. He was there making the clutch shots and all that kind of stuff, right? But you heard, but also, like, you heard, like, sound bites. Not sound bites. You heard, like, rumors and, like, ripples of a rift between him and Ben Simmons. And I'm not sure 
how much that is just ESPN and the 24-7 news cycle just making things up, or how much that is actually true at the same time. Because, like, I have no idea, because, like, he left, so it could have been possibly true, but I don't know. But, like, if it was me, if I was 76ers, I also would have kept uh, Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. I mean, I suppose, but, like, okay, granted, take this with a grain of salt, because, like, I just got curious. So, like, one day, and, like, I have the most recent 2K now for, like, I just kind of do. But, like, I'd put together, like, the current 76er squad on, like, an older, on, like, I think 2K, what was that, like, 17 or something? Uh-huh. Um, like, made all the little edits or whatever. And, like, something that I noticed is that a lot of the, a lot of their players, especially uh, the starters, offensively occupy a lot of the same space. Mm. Like, Embiid, Simmons, Harris, um, dang it, what's that man? The center. Oh, uh, Horford? Thank you, Horford. Like, they're all best around the rim. Yeah. Like, close to the basket. Because, like, something that was, that was curious to me is just, like, why, like, you would think with the talent they have, they would be better than where they were placed, you know, prior to, like, COVID and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and in fairness, like, the thing with that is, like, Jimmy Butler probably wouldn't have helped that a lot. He's yeah. not necessarily the best three-point shooter. Like, he's he's decent. But, like, he tends to, like, attack the He tends to attack the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Basically, they just don't have enough spacing. That's why they picked a Tobias Harris, right? Like he spaced it out, but they 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 lost JJ Reddick, and that really messed them up. Yeah, yeah, oh, they lost JJ and Jared. like they just, wait, did they lose? Like wait, did, oh no, Reddick went to the Pelicans. Didn't. Yeah, so they okay. lost JJ Reddick. They lost JJ Reddick. Uh, and that really messed him up because he can really shoot the ball and he's pressing four out. And, like, in my opinion, like, I'm a big Embiid fan. I'm a big Embiid fan, but Embiid has a bad mentality. Like, he has a better mentality than Dwight Howard, which isn't hard, but he has a bad mentality in terms of just, like, he shoots too many threes when he could be destroying people on the block literally whenever he wants because he's Got great footwork, great uh, demeaning presence, and a, and he's a powerful player. But he wants to be more finesse, which rarely does finesse win. You know what I mean? Like like if you have a if you have a big man, rarely does finesse win. Like Marcus All won last year. He's finesse, but he he's I don't know. I wouldn't really. Well, I don't know. Like how. As far as playing with the Raptors necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call him finesse, but he's he's not necessarily. But you're right in that he's not necessarily a a brute force type of player. But he's more finesse now than he's ever been because he was like oh, not yeah, he was not the first, second, third, fourth. You know what I mean? He's like one of like the last options on the starting lineup, so he had to be mm-hmm. more finesse than he's ever been. When he was with when he was with Memphis, he was known he was notably more physical than Pacquiao, like notably. Uh, so like, but like when he won a championship, 
his whole game like changed up and like that's not from him it was just from the, from the position he was put in it wasn't necessarily on his own like psyche like it's on, like, on purpose um but then you know tim duncan not finesse um lebron every well i guess bosh was finesse bosh was finesse actually actually but bosh okay i said I just thought about this Joel Embiid plays like Chris Bosh. But he doesn't need to play like Chris Bosh. Because people around him don't play like Dwayne Wade and LeBron. So, like, there was something I think I ran across. Like, it, you know, don't necessarily quote me on this. Um, about Embiid, I think uh, it, said, it was something where, like, a reporter kind of asked, like, why do you, like, why are you, like, out there like that? Why take more, like... Taking like that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm phrasing it poorly. That's not the point. But um, and basically, it's the at least based off the, his response, it seems like he take he's he like kind of hangs around like shoots the threes and whatever because Ben Simmons can't shoot. Okay. Like, the thing is, if he's if he's in the post all the time, he's in the he's in the he's in the way as far as Ben Simmons driving and getting into the paint. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But Ben Simmons, when the games start, supposedly he hires some psych- some psychiatrist to help him like mentally be okay with just like getting over like the mental hump of just like shooting without hesitation. Like that's like a thing that he did this quarantine is like hire like a psychologist. So like if that works, I don't know. I've never heard anybody doing this, but if that, like, whenever somebody thinks about, whenever I think about basketball and psychologists, I always think about that time where Charles Barkley was in Space Jam, and he's like, she blocked me, man. She just blocked me. I've never been blocked. Like, I didn't think real battle players hire psychologists, but apparently Ben Simmons did, and he shot two threes over the couple scrimmage, two or three threes over those scrimmages, and made, like, two of them. So, like, so, like, if he could, and there were corner threes too. So like, if he can just like get over that hump mentally and like continue to do the kind of stuff, I want to see Joel Embiid like be in the post because that's not an excuse. If he does, if 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 Ben Simmons is okay with shooting a jump shot, that is not an excuse. So I need to see it happen. You know what I mean? Um, oh, instead yeah. of like at face value. Uh, but speaking of scrimmages. No, speaking of Ben Simmons, which is speaking about scrimmages, which is speaking about quarantine, essentially. Did you see uh, Lou Williams? <laughs> I I heard about that. It it sounds dumb to me. Like it's it's amusing. Like it's it's like they're just like, hey, yo, where'd you go? Like I, I went to the strip club. Like, but I just I don't know. I I'm okay. Well, maybe maybe for me it's just like I've never had the greatest urge to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to a strip club. So like I've never been, but I, I'm just not sure why. Like you, you you like you leave and all you do is go to the strip club. But apparently, here's what happened. Apparently, this is like the more the the specifics of his decision making was. Uh, this is about to get dumb. I feel it. We all know. Actually, it kind of makes it makes sense. In Atlanta, strip clubs are more known for the food than the women, right? 
I did not know that. Or wherever, yeah, like, um, he went to Magic City. And that's more for known for the food. Like, they're, they're more known for the chicken wings than they are the food, it's, like, the women itself. Apparently, there weren't even any women in the strip club. If, like, well, women being, like, they're waitresses and stuff. Like, there weren't any strippers in the strip club. But they, but, like, he went in there specifically for the chicken wings. But you, you have you heard the song? What's poppin'? Brand new whip that's locking. That like, song that came out recently. I, I don't think I've heard them. Okay, on. it's like some brand new song that got famous off TikTok, whatever it is. That's like branded out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. White teenagers will listen to it. But that rapper, he's a rapper, and he's the one who took a like took a like a, a photo or a selfie with Lou Williams, uh, and like outed him essentially. And Lou Williams and like. He added him essentially. Then he posted the picture. Then people, then people were like getting on about it. And then he was like, "Oh no, this is like an old video. This is like an old like this is an old like a screenshot or an old selfie." But Lou Williams in the selfie was wearing the NBA mandated um, face pad, face masks that they got for quarantine. So everybody just knew that that was a big lie. And and Lou Williams went back and. He told them that he went there for the food, and he went to the strip club, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But then they, like, were all up in a roar about it, and and um, um, they were all up in a roar about it, and, you know, all he got was a 10-day, like, wasn't suspension, 10-day quarantine. So he's going to miss, like, the first two games of the regular season, but I don't think at this point the Clippers are worrying about their seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it makes sense to an extent. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes sense, but it's still, like, you couldn't go get chicken wings from, like, a chicken spot outside the show club. Like, go through a drive-thru or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I feel like in Atlanta, you could have got, I don't know, lemon pepper wet uh, somewhere else outside of uh, outside of Magic City. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, but here's the kicker, though. On Twitter today, so... Kendrick Perkins, hold on. Actually, I'm not going to misquote this. I don't want to misquote this because Kendrick Perkins and Lou Williams got a little to a little tiff on Instagram today. So Kendrick Perkins says, it's disturbing when a rookie in Zion Williamson can act more mature than NBA vet Lou Williams. Lou Williams uh, comments to this and says, 15 years in this business, and the most dirt you have on my name is stopping to get hot wings during a pandemic. Perk, shut up and stop laughing and saying, it's just TV when you run into me. <laughs> wow, okay. But then the next tweet was, but I, dis- but I digress. Uh, I went home to see a man off to his final resting place that was a giant in my life. I don't want that to get lost in all this attention. So so again, long live the great Paul Williams Sr. Back to my quarantine so I can join the guy soon. Peace. I... <laughs> okay. So, like, he went home... 
for a funeral and stopped by the strip club for chicken wings? Apparently, yes. And then Kendrick Perkins was like, because Zion went home and Zion is going to be allowed to practice Wednesday. But Zion went home and uh, Zion was getting tested every day. And I don't know. I don't know the circumstances. I'm not trying to figure out like the specific circumstances behind like people going home. Um, I'm assuming people have been saying like family emergencies. So like, you know, people have been going to funerals. People have been going to like, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And the program was like, hey, if Zion can do it, you can do it too. And then Lou Williams was just like, so apparently, Kendrick Perkins has done this before, and he's been like, "Hey, man, it's just for TV. It's just for TV." And like, <laughs> Louis is like, "You gotta stop saying that because you're gonna say it about me. You better be, you better, you know, be a hundred all day." <laughs> like, Louis is a real one, but like, Kendrick Perkins, I have issues with because like, you can't be a trash player and then have trash takes also. I thought he I thought he tended to have decent takes. I've been paying attention to him like that. No, nah, Kendrick Perkins has the Kendrick Perkins is a little bit better than Paul Pierce, and that's not saying much. Paul Pierce has trash takes. Kendrick Perkins has trash takes. I personally also don't like he articulate the way he articulates in his voice, but that's just a me thing. But his takes on basketball are awful. But at least Paul Pierce was nice when he played basketball. Kendrick Perkins was a journeyman. Who just happened to begin his career with the big three in Boston? Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, but like, I love it when NBA players or play all or athletes in general. Not even athletes. I love it when people who are talked about through like news outlets, sporting news, CNN, like news, news, whatever, but like. They get caught out by the normal people to keep the same energy at all times. Like, don't be on TV just talking about me. And all of a sudden, you see me face to face and, like, you know, whatever. Like, I love it when they say, no, no, no. Keep it up. Keep it up. See the Like, calling people on their BS. I love that. And Kendrick Perkins, he's, like, what is he, 6'10", 300? Like, he's huge. Uh and Lou Williams is not that. You know what I mean? So, like, imagine Kendrick Perkins over here, just big old, you know, lumberjack-looking dude, and Lou Williams come up there. Lou Williams will smack the hell out of Kendrick Perkins, and I'd love to see it. That would... That would definitely be something to see. Did, did, you, hear about Nate Rob- did you hear about Nate Robinson? Uh, uh, what about him? His boxing match? Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. I did hear about that. Are you interested? Uh, are you saying, like, would I watch it? Him fight Logan Paul? Um, I couldn't care less about Logan Paul, but, like, sure, why not? It's the opening card for the Tyson fight. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything just seems ridiculous. At if the moment. Tyson knocks... Roy Jones Jr. out. At this age, could he die? <laughs> uh, wait. Uh, Tyson. If no, if Tyson knocks him out, mm-hmm. could Roy Jones Jr. die? Um, I mean, in the most literal sense, there's always that possibility, but in a in a more serious sense, he probably wouldn't die. Like, 
I mean, like, he'd have to lick his wounds, but then, like, you can always just be like, I, I lost to one of the greatest boxes of all time. Like, he, you can get in the ring and try if you want to talk myth. I mean, I, the, the sorry thing about it is, like, I don't think Tyson would feel bad if he killed somewhere in the ring. Like, Tyson comes off as a person that genuinely would not feel bad if he killed somebody in a boxing ring. You you signed up for it. You signed up for it. I can, like, 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 he doesn't, he doesn't come off as a guy who, like, has remorse. But apparently he's, like, a giant drug head now. He, like, does, like, a lot of, like, ayahuasca and, like, a lot of hallucinogenics and stuff like that. Um, I'm thinking that the drug policies for the, all the other boxers don't fall in line with this unofficial bout so uh i don't know but to keep it basketball nate robinson is fighting uh logan paul um i mean i don't care about logan paul either but i want to see if nate robinson can fight like like didn't he get into a scuffle with jared smith years ago i it wouldn't surprise me but i i don't remember i'm like i'm gonna go i'm like 95% sure that when he was a Nick and Jared Smith was I mean, he was a Nick and Jared Smith was a nugget they got into a fight I'm like a hundred I'm like I'm, I'm okay I won't be a hundred percent positive uh and then might be wrong let me see Nate Robinson fight yep Nate Robinson fight J.R. Smith uh he was with the uh he was with the Knicks uh, Nate Robinson and Jared Smith was with the Nuggets and they got into a fight and I guess I want to watch this fight to see like what would have happened to Jared Smith if they would just let it go <laughs> did you see that Jared Smith video of the guy who tried to break his car during the, during the protest I I think I scrolled past it Jared Smith just beat him up <laughs> this like little white dude it did not like, like Jared Smith wasn't near the protest and so like this guy was just like it was like one of those people that, like, you know, they weren't there for, like, the cause of protest. They just wanted to break things, essentially. So, like, right. the guy was, like, trying to, like, break J.R. Smith's car, and J.R. Smith just went to him and just beat him up. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 oh, my gosh. Imagine just getting beat up by J.R. Smith, though. Like, Hennessy on the breath, like. Imagine that, though. But, I mean, I love you, JR, if you ever hear this. I doubt you will. But if you do, I love you, JR. Um, you got some of the most legendary dunks of all time. But uh, imagine, being, imagine being, being getting beat up by a dude. That'd, that'd be insane. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about basketball-wise, uh, Calvin? Um, oh, we were talking. We, we, we deviated wildly, but you asked me to bring up the Grizzlies schedule. They play, just for the record, they play the Trailblazers, then the Spurs. Then the Pelicans, which is probably something everybody should want to watch. Um, then they play the Jazz, the Thunder, the Raptors, the uh, Celtics, and the Bucks. Agree or disagree? The Jazz and the Raptors this year are the most boring good teams in the NBA. Um, I might buy that for the Jazz. I haven't really seen the Raptors to make that. I mean, they got the same team as last year, essentially, minus Kawhi Leonard. 
Yeah, but didn't like Siakam take a massive step forward this year? Yeah, but I mean he's fun to watch. I don't like I don't like watching his game personally. Okay. Like, the game's not like entertaining to me. It's like, oh, he gets the job done. That, that makes sense. That and, and like a lot of the roster is like that and that like I think like Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry. Which are not exciting. Yeah, they're not they're like a less exciting Spurs because at least Spurs have coach like like at least their coaches like fired up on the sidelines and cussing his superstars out, you know what I mean? Like they're like and Ginobili was just like nice. Like well, I argue that Ginobili is the most overrated European player of all time. But or one of the most overrated players of all time generally. But uh but at least like he made some cool passes, you know what I mean? And hit some bats out of the sky. But like Tony Parker was fun to watch, you know what I mean? Tim Duncan wasn't fun to watch, but he 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 more than got the job done. Like he was, he didn't just like saying he got the job done. It's like an understatement of the year. You know what I mean? And then Kawhi was over here just deeing everybody up. So like they weren't, but like I don't want to watch Marcus All now. I don't want to watch Siakam. Cool. I mean, I get you're good, but like, <sighs> like you know what I mean? But like even when it comes to the Jazz, though, like the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell. Plays like a football player who comes to the rec right after practice. Like he don't play like a basketball player. He plays like a football player. Like he play like, like I don't know. Like he plays. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how he plays. He plays like a Division One football player who wants to play basketball with the guys who aren't on the team. So he goes to the rec center and just hoops. I thought that that's what Donovan Mitchell plays like to me. And I'm just like, okay, I, I can go. I can go to KU and see you play. Um, correct me if I'm wrong with this. Um, like I've I've seen I feel like I've seen a lot of people compare his play style to like Young Wade. That's not true, but yeah. Okay, like I feel like I've seen it. I was about to ask. No, no, no. That's like that. a people have said that. I don't see it at all. Like, zero. like I'm not talking about like whether or not he's as good as the Young Wade, but more just like the style of play. If you look at Dwayne Wade when he played for. Oh no! When he won the championship uh, in no no six with Shaq, they don't play anything alike. Like I would assume that when they talk about oh you're talking about the oh never mind you're talking about the first championship okay yeah so like continue I'm sorry early on in his career right it's still early on in his career I I don't see at any point they play alike at all because Dwayne Wade was quick transition dunk. You know, steal on offense, just a ball of energy to where recklessness. So that's why everybody where everybody literally who plays basketball wears like all the pads over the place. Dwayne Wade started that because Dwayne Wade would literally just be running into things and just be flying all over the place. Donovan Mitchell Dorn don't even play like that. So I don't even understand that comparison to tell the truth, but it is a strong comparison that people always make. Okay. Do you do you see it? Um like he- I didn't pay that much attention to bath like NBA around that time, so I can't really say. Um, when you start paying attention to NBA, really, I started paying attention in the middle of high. I think like tenth grade, which also just so happened to be around the time the Grizzlies started getting good. <laughs> it just happened to be around the time. No, like honestly, honestly, with, with Rudy Gay. Yeah, they still Rudy Gay at, the, at that point. Okay, yeah. Rudy Gay used to be my favorite player. But then I was like, oh, he's not winning nothing, so I have to dip on out. 
Wow. <laughs> okay. Wait. Oh, that's serious too. That's hilarious. <laughs> like uh-huh. Rudy Gay was like he was mad exciting, got crazy highlights, all kind of stuff. But then when the Grizzlies went further in the playoffs without him than they did with them, I was like, oh, it's a wrap for this guy. This guy, like, this guy is is Rudy Gay playing for the Spurs right now? I think he is. I didn't watch the Spurs scrimmage. Um, a lot of people are holding out their main players too. Like today, LeBron, Dwight, AD, they all didn't play. Um, and like Brandon Ingram didn't play the last Pelicans game, and Lonzo Bowden put the first half, and you know Zion obviously hasn't played at all. So like I'm like I'm like not sure who's actually playing yet because I'm not trying to go to every team and look up every team to see who's in and who's out. But like, you know. Also, ESPN put out a that statement. That was too much of a. That's, that's too like. That's too like you know, stringent. But like they put out a tweet, I guess, that Luka Doncic was like one rebound or assist away from getting a triple double uh, yesterday, and I hated it because it's a scrimmage game. Who cares if he's one rebound away from like? No one's playing hard and no one's really playing, but like they want to boost Luka Doncic. I could do a whole podcast about how much I think Luka Doncic is overrated, but you know, I I mean, like he's got the numbers though. My whole thing is he's this is the best he's ever going to be. I mean, even if this is the best he's ever going to be, it is still pretty good. It is. He'll never win a championship. (laughs) Like this is the best he's going to be. People forget that he's been pro for, like, six years. While everybody else has been, like... But everybody else has been, like, going to geometry class and, like, you know, going to, going to, going to history 101. He was out here playing basketball all day, every day for the past six years. Didn't have to worry about the things they have to worry about. So, like, his ceiling is much lower than everybody else's ceiling. So, like... He won't get much better. If he gets any better, he won't get much better than what he already is. But he also is going to – he's also wildly slow. He's going to continue to slow down the older he gets. So, like, I don't see – like, I don't know. Like, I, I think his numbers are good, but, like, outside of, like, his so, numbers, like, it's not much. Well, to make if, – if I might make some arguments and, like, just for the record, I'm not necessarily a, Don, a Dantich fan. So – like I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to him, but like, would could the argument not be made that, to a certain extent, that would like the whole being pro as long as he has would not to some degree make his ceiling higher in the sense that, like he said that during that time when other people had to go to geometry class, he did get that, and assuming like he's like everyone else who still has room to improve, and he probably has room to improve. Because what he's he was pro and he was he was like what sixteen or something. Yeah, yeah. So so it's not like so of course over that whole time you know he's gradually gotten bigger and stronger and even if he gets slower his body his correct me if I'm wrong about this and I might be but his game isn't really dependent upon him being able to blow past you. No, it's all skill. Right. So like even if he gets slower, it's probably not going to matter that much. Now it'll 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 mess up his ability to play defense, which is already suspect. Yeah, but that's kind of the point. That's kind of like, the point. I mean, 
his I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. His um his game is very skill based, but his skills are already refined. Like he's like in my like in my opinion, his skills have already been refined because he's been in the gym so long and playing against professionals for so long. Like I get us Europe, but Europe still is almost is like obviously much better than it was during the dream team time. You know what I mean? So like so a lot of European players come over here that a lot of player, European players he played against in the last six years where it was when he was over there playing pro. So like his skills and everything that like his that defines his game is already as defined or as refined as they're probably going to be. And that's why I'm just like, you know, so like you would say, let's say you had him, you got Lonzo, right? For example. Lonzo, his skills aren't as refined because he has more things to work on because he had other things to do in life besides play basketball. But in Europe, they started treating basketball kind of like this treat started seeing like they started treating soccer, right? And his and they were finding their skills much early on because like that's all they'll do. Like Lonzo, for example, would be playing three sports for a while. And Luca would not be playing three sports. Luca's like, oh you're basketball, here's a basketball, play basketball. So like the thing is not as high. So I'm not saying like like Luca, like the it, like the argument isn't Luca's bad. It's just that you just don't think he's gonna get much better. Yeah, and he's not even top. He's like like people say he's like top five. He's not even top fifteen. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like I don't know, and this and like I don't know. He's just another great white hope. So that's like he's not. I, I always assumed they had to be from the states to qualify for that. There ain't nobody good enough, so like he's close enough. Like, like honestly, they're treating him as they're treating him as that. It's really interesting to see. Like, uh, you know, they Tyler Hansborough wasn't it? Kevin Love was it for a while? Then he lost all that weight, and all of a sudden now he's like all injury prone, all kind of stuff. Uh, Gordon Hayward was it for a while? Then he got hurt with the Celtics and left Utah. So then all of a sudden Luca comes in, and Luca's not like he's not white American, but he has like. But, like, if you look at him playing basketball, you wouldn't know different. So it's very, I don't know, it's a very interesting thing to see. But, you know, that's just me and my observations. Uh, but, yeah, I think that'll be it today. It's about an uh, hour and six. So, yeah, I think that'll be it today. Um, I mentioned earlier that our co-host would come in. He has not. Um, and it's all good, though, because me and Calvin, we carry this thing. We will uh, we'll, can, can- can I say one, talk about one more thing before I, we go? Oh, yeah. Okay, just real quick. Because uh, I did get to, because I, I got to watch, well, I watched um, a WNBA game. Oh, yeah, quick question. Because you talk about, because you're talking about, like, they social distance the, uh, the bench or whatever. Yeah. Was it, was it that whole thing where it looks like it's kind of staggered and, like, yeah. there are some people who are, okay. Because that's. Because that's what I saw when I, uh, with the WNBA set, set up, too. Um, but um, I got to see the Seattle Storm and the New York Liberty, who, if memory serves, have the same owners, the Knicks, which is doesn't bode well. But no. that's not the point. Okay. But, um, like, I watched them mainly because I wanted to see um this girl who came who finally came over from Australia named 
Izzy Majbagor, I think that's how they pronounce it. I, I guess they pronounce it get wrong. Because um, I, I think I mentioned to her to you, to y'all a couple years ago, and talking about international player, or whatever. She looks mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, the the new guard that the Liberty have. I, I can't pronounce her. I, I can't pronounce the name. Sabrina, Sabrina something. I, um, she actually most of most both teams had kind of a rough shooting night. Like none of the shots were drop. Like the shots weren't dropping like that. Like from all these actual games. So I, I think they just kind of I, I don't know this for a fact. I think this, they just kind of went into the season. Okay. Um, and also unlike usual with a lot of them. Because a lot of them play ball year round, they of course didn't have that because pandemic. Yeah. Um, so they're so yeah. It was kind of it was kind of a sloppy game. There were a lot of turnovers. Mm. Um. So that's not surprising though. Like, yeah. Um, but a lot of the younger a lot of the young players looked pretty good. Mad Magabor looked good. Um, the Liberty's new guard, again, I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, she looked pretty good. They had another one who, like, to watch them play, I think I might kind of like better. But part of that is just, like, she exploded to the rim better. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the, so the guard that I keep, men- that I've initially kept mentioning I think she's considered the favorite to win like rookie of the year. Okay, okay. Um, I am. I'm not convinced, but you know we'll see after people get after teams get their kinks out. Um, but there's there's another, but like she didn't like it didn't seem like driving to the rim was necessarily her strong suit. Mm. It was it'd be it'd be more like cutting or picking up garbage. Uh, or like get, picking up garbage or like shooting or what have you. Um, the uh, another guard who I think came off the bench. She she didn't do a whole lot, but she but when she drove to the rim, I was kind of like she had a lot of speed. That I was kind of surprised by. I I didn't I, uh, I don't have names. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not just like I should remember. I should remember names. I'm, generally decent about it this is much more women's basketball that i know about so i'm just you know intrigued um like the thing is is um with madge madge i like i figured she'd be good and that she probably like she's almost certainly not gonna win rookie of the year just because um the storm because she plays for the storm even if she came out and she was amazing she's almost certainly the third best player on her team at best Okay. Um, because the storm also has Sue Bird and uh, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart is who a lot of people. My understanding is a lot of people consider her to be the um, best women's basketball player. Apparently, yeah. Um, on the planet, yeah. Um, she was. She was like at my first time seeing her like pro. She's actually. She's pretty good. It's. She's also not necessarily one of the players who's going to like. None of her stuff was necessarily wow. It wasn't just like, you know, drip like break ankles, pull up or whatever. Yeah. It was just like, I'm gonna do a move, and then like I'm I'm just gonna like go to the rim and score, like just take this open jump shot or something. 
Mm-hmm. And like it just kind of all goes down. Um, but yeah, the storm will probably be very good. But I, anybody could have told you that the Liberty are going to be well. They they were better than I expected them to be, but the bar was really low. Okay. Um, kind of well, like with the Knicks. So. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, look, they got the same owners. They might as well have the same expectations. Honestly, like, what's his name? Uh, Dolan? Trash. Uh, but, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, you watch a lot more women's basketball than I do. I don't watch women's basketball personally. Um, but shout out to women's basketball for uh, not advancements, but continuing to actively, you know, uh, be involved with social activism in terms of that aspect because they are much more involved and have been traditionally than a lot of male sports have. So I always appreciate that. But also like a lot with the women's game too, a lot of big players aren't going to be playing for like, because of the coronavirus stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't know all the names. I know, um, what Liz Cambage isn't going to be playing. I don't remember the exact reason. There, there are a couple other names too. I saw that but one girl had issues. The the one woman from she went to Delaware for college. Tall blonde woman. I know you talk. Um, Deladon. She opted out to. Well, she's she opted to not play, but the league didn't accept her request, so they're making her. They're making her play. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I, okay, I missed that. Something. Dude, you gotta look it up. Dude, you gotta look it up. It's wild. Like, like she was, she was, she requested. She like opted to not play, and they're like, nope, you gotta play. And it was like for some reason, like the reason they, they said she gave, it wasn't like good enough or something like that. It was super interesting, uh, awful because the fact that they're treating that like a like a, like a labor camp, but still, you know what I mean? Uh, it's very yeah. interesting. It was really interesting to, to to read about. All right, I'm gonna have to look it up later because I. Somehow that, that that slipped by me. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, the WNBA was like, oh, we're doing enough for social activism. We're not going to allow you to do this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, social activism is cool. Labor laws? No. Um, but okay, is that all you had to say? Or do you want... Do Pretty you- much. That's, 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 that's most of what I got, other than, like, since you mentioned that, um, the, I think, Atlanta Fever? Wait, no, no, it's, it's Indiana Fever. Atlanta Dream, I think. Um, their, um, one of their, their own, their, I think their owner, main owner, something, um, the, the person of the franchise is a Republican congresswoman. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. She's like, essentially people are like comparing her to like the, what's that guy's name for the Clippers? Who's on the Clippers? Uh, crap. What, I, I can't remember his name. Wait, well, the we don't remember racist names on here. So that racist who played for the uh, <laughs> a racist who played for or who played the racist who owned the Clippers, uh, uh, Dolan. No, that's so next. <laughs> sure, he might be too. The way he treated Oakley, um, but uh, people, people, are, people are like making comparisons between her, uh, the owner of that WNBA team, and him, and it's interesting comparisons. I don't know enough about the the, the women. 
uh, WNBA player or the woman who owns the WNBA team. I don't know enough about her track record or about, you know, what she specifically has done, but I did know that people were calling for her resignation or her to sell the team or whatever, like, the terminology is. I think in this case, they, it would be her selling the team, which would probably be a good thing, but, like, I've I, I seen where it's, she's basically stated, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm keeping my basketball team. But I do need... I do want people if like for WNBA, I know they like get more publicity now than they have in a long time, but mm-hmm. they knew that they need owners who are more who are more willing to expose the WNBA to a in like a different way or like a more like modern way because you can't be doing the exact same things you've always been doing, right? So like mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking like I get the social activism part, but like is that are they are they using it to like get more eyes on the product? Is it another facet of capitalism? Like that's, that's I'm like like so, like given that like I think most of that stuff comes from the players. I don't necessarily think. Well, okay, I'm feeling like this: the capitalist machine should take advantage of things that the people who are they actually making money from are doing. But I don't think it's necessarily. But it's something that they I'm just kind of lean into because the because the players are about that. I'm always worried of who's taking advantage of who. Are the players taking advantage of the system, or is the system taking advantage of the players? So, like, that's something you don't see. You won't see for years and years down the road, until years and years down the road. But I'm always cognizant of these kind of things, right? But, like, I do think that the WNBA presidents and owners and GMs and, you know, head of creative or whatever, directors and all kind of stuff, they need to... I'm interested in, like, how are they planning to help boost the popularity of the WNBA. That's always been a thing for me. Because, like, honestly, generally speaking, it hasn't been too good. Like, do you want to boost teams? Do you want to boost individual players? Because they've always had individual players who were, like, really well-known, right? Candace Parker and, you know, Brad Stewart, uh, so on and so forth. But, like... Um, two things. One, um, the Liberty are owned by a different person. They're not owned by uh, Dolan. My bad. I just double-checked myself. Also, um, relevant to what you were saying, in their the um, CBA that they just negotiated, Uh that was one of the things, that was one of the concerns that the WNBA players had. Um, So, okay, so basically what they hashed out is, like, bigger-name players are, after, like, I don't know, I think, like, two years or what have you, they don't get to play overseas anymore. They have to basically stay stateside and like help promote the league and what have you in addition to more money just being put towards um like advertising and such so i mean you they got they got they got to go play overseas to okay they also got like a like the the pay the the pay scale got bigger just because they're kind they of the money overseas, right hmm a lot of teams, a lot of players get paid more overseas, right? Because yeah, that was one of the overseas. Yeah, um, so like they're the players' cut of the money now is going to be more like the men, which is to say, like a fifty-fifty type mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, um, that's, good. that's good. The max is the max got raised. I think. I think there's there might be some kind of incentive stuff with that. I don't remember right now. Um, and but like part of that is. Again, the those bigger name players have to stay stateside, you know, help promote the league and what have you. But also, going to be getting paid more 
um, well, I said more money for advertising, but all they, yeah, they, uh, I don't really know what to say as far as advertising, but yeah. Okay. I feel like there's some other stuff, but yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's interesting, though. That's really, that's really, really interesting. Um, but okay, I actually got a DIP, a UT, so we're going to end this out right now. Calvin, do you have any final words? Um, nah. I, for as long as basketball is still here with us, everybody just enjoy it. I get the feeling it's probably going to get shut down at some point for reasons of people being people and doing people things or like the virus just spreading. So, you know, enjoy it while you can. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I am cynical. So yeah, like yeah, that's what I got to say. Enjoy it while, enjoy it while we have it. I mean, look, if the last words of this podcast are enjoy it while it lasts, those are some some wise, wise uh, last words. All right, so I'm going to say the same. Enjoy it while it lasts, because people will be people, and we don't know how long this is going to last. You know what I mean? So enjoy it while it lasts, and with that being said, this is the Traveling Hoopers podcast, and good night.